So kiss my black Love it or leave it. Hormones start to flag. Things dry up and your tail can lose that wag. If that is a problem, lube may solve it. See your family doc if it doesn't resolve it. Safe sex, baby. I like getting that message out there for Friday. You know what I mean? Have the safe sex you should. Welcome to the Stansberry Show. Rock 1069 there. Online for you, WRQK.com. Shinedown Internet Presale is over. Tickets officially go on sale this morning, 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster and the Palace Theater box office there. Talked to a lot of people yesterday that picked up tickets. But you know what I did notice? What is that? And look, this is just part of the world now. And and and, and if it wasn't our thing, I don't think I would care at all. But like I saw people buying tickets and then immediately going online, yo, dude, I got shine down tickets. Anybody wants to pick them up. And so buying them for the resale, just welcome to the world. That's yeah, the world. Yeah, part of the part of That's the game the world, there. Right. I mean, no matter what you do, I, I I can't tell you how many times I'm sure you've dealt with this too. You've given away something kick ass on a radio station. And gives it to their sister. And, well, and then somebody sends like, yo, did you see this is on Craigslist right now? And it's like, son of a bitch. Like we gave away, you know, ten autographed guitars, blah, 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 blah. Whatever and, it is, yeah. And, and it turns them around automatically. Somebody's trying to sell it for drug money. I knew a guy that got fired from a radio station actually right because he was stealing things from a prize closet that hadn't been given away in a while you know what i mean like sometimes we'll give things away people don't pick it up yeah and when people don't pick it up you have like an x amount of days to come get it right and then if you don't do that what we do then is we kind of like all right well, we'll hold on to that for a little while and we'll work it into another promotion right you know unless it's something that's kind of time sensitive, time sensitive and right. then you know but you, a signed guitar isn't you you reincorporate that into the prize you know, inventory. Exactly. And so, like, he was taking things that had not been picked up and didn't realize that the promotions department at some point was going to want to recycle. Yeah, of course. And so then he was putting them on eBay, which, again, idiot. idiot. Like, yeah. all that stuff can be traced right back to you. Yeah. And so, yeah, sure enough, they had to fire him. I, and um, they should have. That's a fireable I, I, offense. I, I would assume most of the stuff that, that's getting not picked up is probably like, you know, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a half-off car wash coupon or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, but, I, I, you know, I guess over the uh, course of time, people just don't pick up their prizes which is stupid if you win it come pick your prize up you know sometimes yeah. well I, honestly sometimes people forget right or they're like you know i live kind of far and it's only a shine down guitar or whatever right. which i would come minutes. get it yeah i, I right. would I, I would totally come do that um buddy i i gotta tell you this is cody has uh has put this out and okay. he didn't even tag us and i just happened to see this on facebook it says best morning show intro ever Nice. Hashtag Stansbury Show, and then nice. uh, has us listed there. And yeah, dude, I got, I dude, I got to tip the, you know, the cap to Fantone there. That's uh, he put that whole thing together. I will take a tip of the cap there because I put it together on the fly. Usually, I can just copy it from week to week to week to week. Uh, but you'll notice a lot of old stuff in there because there was corrupt files in our audio system this morning. So oh, I no. just start from scratch and grab uh-huh. a bunch of old stuff and new stuff. Cody, I'm glad you liked it, buddy. All right, well, see, Cody walked me right to the door of something glad I was actually going to do a little later in the program. What was that? But now I might, since it got brought up, I might as well just do this right now. Okay. I had a terrible day yesterday. Worst day, like, maybe ever. Kind of was. Stansbury's no good, very bad, rotten, awful bad day. It really was, <laughs> yes, dude. World craft on you. Yeah, the, like, the whole world just was, you know, just was out to get me yesterday. And, okay. I, <laughs> and, I, and I said yesterday towards the end of the program that we were able to steer into the skid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And be able to, you know, pull it out. And that was only possible, buddy, because you are good at what you do, too. Thank you, sir. You Thank know what you. I mean? Like, Thank had you. I been stuck in here with somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, 
Honestly, that may have been the last show ever. Well, I mean, at at, at the end of the day, well, yes, you are 100% correct. That could have been your last day of broadcasting yesterday had your boy not been on it. But your boy was on it yesterday, dude. That is true. Your boy was on it. Um, And, dude, you know, that's a a partnership right there, That's how it goes, back and forth. Sometimes you got to pull me up. Sometimes I got to pull you up. So I I shall do any one thing you want today that's not sexually related. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, there it is right there. How are you, buddy? Oh, good, man. How am I supposed to complain today? There's so many good things happening. it's raining on Friday, well, and I don't get to golf. Well, so. So sorry. There's indoor golf, buddy. I think or you could work on the short game or something like that. Just go out in the hall and go golf or something. Um, but, dude, Friday, you're right. So weekend coming up. Yeah. You know your boy's always a fan of that yeah, one. Yeah, you love those. Payday today for, for, for us. You know, that's always a big thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that one a lot, too. Shot in the personal economy right there. Uh, and maybe most importantly of all... WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania. Dude, we're essentially on the exit ramp to WrestleMania. Where is WrestleMania? Orlando, Florida. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a one hell of a production. You go over to WRQK.com. Uh Fishhead's got it up in his blog. He's got some of the photos and some of the videos of the uh of the setup for the establishment. But dude, I'm hyped, man. NXT's tomorrow night. Wait, uh, wait, 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 You got big time done WrestleMania by Fishhead? Well, you know, hey, Fishhead beat me to the punch and I was like looking through it and I'm like, well, dude, this is Really good stuff. So, yeah, dude, check out the Fishhead blog. It's up there. Okay. Uh, and, dude, you know what? I'll grab some WrestleMania stuff. We'll get it up in the Stansbury Show section. What am I talking about? I don't have anything to do while Boston's playing. <laughs> um, but, uh, dude, it, it is. It's, 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 it's a big deal for WWE fans. Um, I know a couple of people that are down there right now. Uh, a couple of my buddies. Steve Guy, we've had him on the show before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, dude, I don't know what he does with his life, like what his job is, but somehow or another, he finds enough money every year to go to WrestleMania. I'm like, not dude, telling jokes. I'm like, dude, what are you, how are you doing this, dude? Peter. The funny stops not paying that much. I don't know why I'm messing with Steve. He's a oh, good but, dude. But yeah. you t- point taken there, like you know, you're not um, touring comics, right? Yeah. Right. I'm like, where are you getting this money from? But every year he heads down there, so uh, it, it, it's nice that I've got people who are like sending me pictures and stuff. Um, and uh, dude, it's you know, it, it is. It, it's a little bit like I know it's fake and I know it's stupid, but it feels exciting. It feels like Super Bowl weekend for me. Wore my Cena shirt today. Yeah, I Hustle see. Hustle respects, baby. I, I, Never I, give up. I can't see Fanto. He's he's blended <laughs> into the wall. <laughs> Up in our blog at uh, wrqk.com actually is the Stevens, uh, uh, brand new season seven trailer teaser trailer for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Now, I don't normally do this, but I put I put that up at wrqk.com without watching it because the link that I saw for it said. Careful with this because there are spoilers in it. There may be what you will consider spoilers in it. And it's about a minute and a half long, the teaser is. And a buddy of mine who listens to the show a lot had never really watched Game of Thrones. And he just heard us talking about it a lot. And he was like, dude, you're constantly going off about your little dragon show. And so he's like... My girlfriend came home and said, you know, they talk about it all the time. It must be pretty cool. Let's start watching that. He's like, and we start binge watching it. He's like, you're right. He's like, Game of Thrones is amazing. He's like, it's really good television, well-written, well-produced, the whole thing. And so I've been going back and watching it again. And it's amazing, dude, when a show's got six seasons under its belt, the way Game of Thrones does. You start going back and watching it, you're like, oh, well, I forgot about that. And oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And then I was on my couch going... Wait a minute, is he still alive? Like, it's like, when season seven starts, is that dude going to be alive? And I can't remember that stuff. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like watching it for the first time all over again. And so when I saw that trailer, I was like, well, 
I can't watch that. It's like the first time all over again. Stansberry and his little dragon show. Damn right. <laughs> I'm breaking. Nerds! 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 I just marked out about WrestleMania and I'm still screaming nerds. God. Yeah, but Game of Thrones is nerds, nerds, nerds. Wrestling is virgins, virgins, virgins. We have see their tickets, shines out tickets. We'll pass those out today. More Sandsbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. At 8.30, we'll pass out a pair of tickets to check out Seether at the House of Blues, July 19th. 9.30, we'll hook you up with those shine down tickets at the Canton Palace Theater. Now, going back to that Shinedown show, our audience very smart. Yeah. Mike actually tweeted in and said, Stansberry, you know what you guys should do? What is that? You guys should do a live appearance party at Mar- uh, you know, at a bar over by you know Market Square before the Shinedown show. Nice. How smart of an idea is that? That is pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Pretty smart. So I responded back to Mike, and this is true. I said, you know what? I will get sales on that and see if we can make that happen, because I think that would be a great idea. Is Mike like a uh, radio programmer or something? Maybe he is. He's coming up with these new bold ideas when it comes to radio stations, dude. I'm pretty impressed by Mike. You know what? What's Maybe that? Mike will tell us next. And Mike, this isn't me making fun of you. No, this is no. Me, Mike, this is me making fun of people in the building. Yes. Maybe what we'll do is we'll make the sticker yeah. and put a client on the back nice. of it. Nice. Nice. Fantote said Smart. that once three years ago when we were kicking around the ideas of getting Sansbury Show stickers, which we have. Fantote said to one of the sales guys, who's no longer here. He said to him, he's like, you know what we could do? He's like, if we're having trouble, you know, getting the money to pay for the sticker, he's like, you reach out to one of our best clients and you put like a coupon for them on the back of the sticker. And this guy looked at Fantone like he could walk on water. He's like, what a great idea. And I remember getting furious because I was like, (laughs) dude, that idea was being done at radio stations before Fantone was born. Oh, you're, you're really thirsty? Why don't you try drinking some water? See how that works out for you. Oh, my God, Fantone, you're so smart. I won't tell you to drink a Sprite. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought that was, yeah. And Pro Football Hall of Fame ended up getting on the back of the stickers. Yeah, though. absolutely, yeah. The Pro so, Football Hall of Fame, you know, is on the back of that sticker. came there. together. And it does have a coupon on it. All for came together. So Mike's got a great idea there, and uh, we should try to find, you know, a good little partner. It sounds yeah. like a great idea for a Buzzbin idea. Yeah, I was going to say, you got Buzzbin, you know, a couple other fine establishments. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Basil will want us down there. Stansberry and Fantone, just taking care of your, your, your Asian food cuisine and needs. I, um, <laughs> whatever, whatever you need, we'll bring it out to you. I um I uh yeah, I need that. Yeah, I yeah. uh I, I haven't been there in a little while and I yeah. love by <laughs> event we just mean us eating. Yeah. Just, just smashing sushi. Well, watching me eat could be an event. <laughs> like that's you could probably sell tickets to that. Absolutely you could. So Fanto's pretty pervy. He uh he'll he'll get down with the sex. He likes he likes being the pervy there. And you got to be careful with this stuff. And I've been you know more and more. And the older I get, the more I worry about stuff. And I've said you know like public sex, you got to be careful about that stuff. Now you're gonna have to register as a sex offender and like all that stuff. I like how you hang this around my neck. Yo, like Fantone's pervy. Stansberry prude doesn't know anything about it. Never even that's once. right. That's right. I have the respect of my body and other people. Hang that around my neck. And I mean, not to say it shouldn't be there, but, but take, I'm just t- take I'm a little bit. Just telling you, like, dude, this is a story coming okay. out of Florida, of course, West Palm Beach, where a Florida man is going to serve some time in jail. Florida man. For having the sex where he shouldn't have been having it. And he's going to serve five years, five years behind bars for having sex in a place he shouldn't have done it. 
And of course, it's Florida, so the story gets a little wild. You probably shouldn't be having sex in Florida, period, dude. It's just a bad idea. You know? I bet you STD rates three times, three times the average oh, in the average states. Dude, what kind of gonorrhea does West Palm have, <laughs> right? Gross. Like, like the super gonorrhea? Now you got all those wrestling fans down there for WrestleMania in Orlando. Oh, gross, dude. Brutal. Gross. Brutal. Just one big walking <laughs> open sore of pus. There's genital warts everywhere. Disgusting. But this guy was having sex in a car. Okay. With his wife. Okay. And while intoxicated, mm-hmm. while driving. Uh, yeah. Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office said Matthew Notebertz and his wife had just left a country music concert. Nice. Uh, earlier this month, March, and uh, the pair was having sex when he drove into a canal. The crash left his wife, Amanda, dead and Matthew severely injured. At the hospital, deputies confirmed he was drunk. In a police report, authorities said Matthew admitted to being naked and that Amanda was sitting on his lap when he drove off the end of the road and struck the opposite canal. After uh, his five-year sentence, he will be on probation for five years. I mean, you just got to know. And what I do, I always always preach this. Just don't drink and drive. Just don't do it. We could end the conversation there. Just don't do it. But honestly... Sex while driving is going to be just, I would bet, more dangerous than drinking and driving. So you combine the two together. You know, like, there's a lot of distracted driving now. The texting and driving and all this stuff. But, like, you gotta know that sex while you're operating the motor vehicle is probably not a good idea. I mean, you're right. Any 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 type of distraction is going to be an issue. Um, even if you're 100% sober, sex is because I mean, it's consuming. Listen, I, I'll I'll go out so far to say is oral sex you shouldn't be doing while you're driving. But at least there's like you still have eyes on the what road. What about receiving while you're that's, driving? No, that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, that's what you mean. Well, dude, don't act like that's not distracting. No, act for like, sure right, it act is. Like, act like that doesn't take. No, you know how many times I had to pull over? It's like you know what? Let's just wait this one so, out. you know, but sex, you know. Which by the way, ladies, if you've got pullover ability, like if that's how talented you are, you should probably be married. Um, you, 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 but at least you have your eyes on the road then, so you can make somewhat of an argument, not a very good one, but like sex, no, 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 I no. Mean, you really how, shouldn't do it. How are you? It's illegal. How is it even happening? Like she's, well, so she's like obviously squatted. She's sitting on you with her back facing you normally is how I've seen it in the videos. Is, is she responsible for keeping her eyes on the road? Is she the one who takes over the you steering wheel there? You know what? Yeah, she should take over the steering wheel. Way to go. Just like your kid driving. You handle Jeez. the pedals. Kids got the. Jeez. Yeah. Not just like your kid driving. Yeah, that's uh, that's bad news there. I actually saw something the other day driving down the street where I was like, you know what? I get on people constantly about the drinking and driving, and I should. Yeah. And I get on people about the texting and driving, and yeah. I should. Yeah. But I saw this yesterday going down market. And I thought to myself, I was behind this woman, and she was going in. Like like 10 miles below the speed limit. And Phantom will tell you, that makes me crazy when people don't do the speed limit. It makes me crazy. I, 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 I can understand it. And when you go under the speed limit, it's super annoying. I get upset when people get mad at people who drive the speed limit because it's like, dude, I'm obeying the law. But yes, when you're going under the speed limit, that is annoying. She was going under the speed limit and it was making me crazy. So finally, the person in the left lane speeds <laughs> up a little bit. So I'm able to like move into that lane and kind of like go by her. And as I do it, she's like smashed up to the windshield because she's 400 pounds. And so like no matter what, like she wouldn't be able to fit in this car properly. You know what I mean? 
She's, you know, out there in like had, some little Chevy Cavalier, I think it was. I mean, honestly, she needed about six dudes pushing the car down, Mark. Had to shoehorn her in there. Had yeah. To, had, to, had to lube it up before you got her in there. And I think maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe the car just didn't have enough power left to get up there. Jeez. Might have been a hybrid. Maybe maybe, maybe it couldn't have dragged her <laughs> okay. ass, right. you know, up market. Right. But then I get by her, and she's holding not one, but two cats in her arms as she's like driving. What? She's got like her cats like sitting on like her fat like tummy rolls what? and then like she's kind of like got her hand over top of the one cat's hat and she's like driving. And I thought to myself, what if if there's now there's stickers that says stay alive, don't text and drive. And we should have those cuz texting and driving kills people. We should have advertisements that say don't drink and drive because it kills people. But what would make a decent human being think, you know what I should do while operating a $10,000 missile? You know what I should do? I should hold live animals. That's what I should do. Now, I'm a fat ass, and I've said, dude, people shouldn't eat behind the wheel of the car either. You shouldn't. Which, by the way, yesterday, I'm going to pat myself on the back for this one, too. I had a terrible day. Terrible, terrible, terrible day. And I did what Stansbury does. I ate the pain away yesterday, and I went to Mr. Hero, and I was able to have Roman burgers and fries in that car all the way to my apartment. Didn't need a thing. Brand new. Dude, new cars are awesome, man. New cars are like new girlfriends. They just make you a better person. You just start being better and better and better about stuff. I saw that woman holding live animals in her lap. Why would that be okay? That's why they sell cat carriers, lady. So you can put them in that little box and put them in the back seat. Yeah, even a dog, that's probably not the best idea in the world, um, right? No, yeah, right. I mean, they're live animals. To have your dog loose in the car? If that cat freaks out over something, right, you're going to whip the wheel, and now I'm probably dead because you're too much of a moron not to hold your cat on your lap. And I was surprised he was able to do it. Well, I can't believe the cat got the bag of chicken nuggets out of the way to sit on her fat ass. I couldn't be- Dude, I was furious. All right, I'm probably, <laughs> probably done. She's probably a daily listener. Knows exactly who she is. Now she's all mad at me. Don't hold live animals. Don't have sex while the car's moving. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. I'm going to point you there here shortly. There's a uh, video that goes along with the next <laughs> story that we're going to uh, talk about. And you're going to want to see it. Trust me. We'll pass out some Seether tickets, 8.30. They're playing House of Blues July 19th up in Cleveland. Shinedown tickets up for grabs, 9.30. That shows at the Canton Palace Theater. Tickets for that officially go on sale this morning. We'll get you hooked up before you can buy them. Don't wait on those, dude. Today's payday. Today's Friday. You got the money in your checking account right now. Dude, whip out that credit card if you need to. That's good advice. You know, I was telling people that up at WRQK.com is the new uh, Game of Thrones teaser trailer. It's about to be like a minute and a half long, minute 15 or whatever. And, I, you know, I said, I was like, I posted this, didn't watch it because I don't want any chance of some spoilers. But it's Game of Thrones related. And so I know I wanted to get it out there. I know a lot of people love that. And I was actually driving down the street yesterday in Canton. And I didn't know this. I've never seen this before. Do you know this? There's an apartment building here called King's Landing. Nobody told me that. That's where King Joffrey lived. I was going to say, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't know what. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I did not tell you that because I did not know that. Why would nobody tell me that there's an apartment building here called King's Landing? I would have totally moved there. I like my apartment. 
but I don't like it as much as I like King's Landing. Dude, that could be the scummiest apartment in Canton. You have zero clue how nice or what like the amenities are, what anything has to do with that apartment. Could be could be ten thousand dollars a month. Could be a terrible Section Eight housing. You have zero clue. Well, I'm there to class it up. <laughs> you just want to go live there. Because I'm gonna show up like there with my dragons and my chalices, and I'll yeah, I'll class it up. You know there won't be dragons there, right? You know, I don't know why you got to ruin stuff. <laughs> you know, much like when Tony Soprano show was like when the Sopranos was huge, right. like that red, like uh, was it a Yukon he drove or I don't know whatever the like the SUV it was that he drove. Sales for those skyrocketed because of the popularity of the Sopranos. I would imagine there's an apartment building in every town called King's Landing, or you know what I mean, or you know whatever. And I would imagine that they probably saw an uptick in people wanting to live there. I, I like how apartment complexes put these names on them, like King's Landing. Like this is where Kings land when they lay their heads down. It's like, dude, what are we talking about? Section Eight housing, right? Well, I was here. gonna say, what, what, do you, what do you want them to call it? <laughs> Government cheese landing. Like that's gonna feel terrible. Crack dealers live here. <laughs> King's Landing apartment does sound like it would have a sign out in front of it that that says free heat. It's like people. It's like people. Free heat always means your neighbors blow. It's like people who put that's um, what that means. Lions on the end of their driveway or in front of their house, and it's like, oh, it's so regal here. <laughs> what are we doing? You live on Cleveland. It's not regal. Nothing regal about that. You stole those too. Mexico City is out to reduce the amount of sexual assault they have, and that's right. admirable. Yeah, I like is. it. Yeah. Okay, but this is very strange. There's a video that goes along with this. You can find it in the Sansbury Show section of WRQK.com. And I, this one, I don't get. Okay. Okay. Now, it says here that the Mexican government reports that 65% of women in the capital have been sexually harassed on buses and or trains. And that's where they're, this is all about is the public transportation. They're look, They're out to reduce sexual harassment on like... Public trans. Honestly, dude. Portation, not public trans people. (laughs) Well, you got, I mean, today, I mean, you got to know, you got to clear it up now. Clear it up. Um, If, if, uh, 65%, I mean, if we're talking about sexual harassment, like catcalling, like dudes saying things that that women don't necessarily appreciate or or wanted said to them, I'm almost surprised it's not higher than 65%. If we're including catcalling, yes. Yes. I mean, that's, I feel like every woman on the planet has had that happen to them at some point. They say nine out of 10 women in Mexico City have been victims of some sort of sexual violence in general. Now, that's not sexual harassment. Sexual violence, I would take to mean something else, wouldn't you? Um. Yeah, but it's weird that you're gonna say nine out of ten have been sex- victims of sexual violence, but only sixty five percent have been victims of sexual harassment on the trains. Okay. Okay. On the public trains. Okay. I thought that too, and then I, you know, I reread it, and that's I, I okay. think that's how they clear that up. Well, you know, I mean, when they send them over, they don't send their best. They they send this and they send that. I mean, dude, build the wall, right? You I almost, start hearing that, it's like build the wall, right? I, I almost feel like those numbers are probably mixed up. If you said 65% of women have been sexually... The Mexican government reports that 65% of women in the capital have been sexually harassed on buses and or trains. And 9 out of 10 women in Mexico City have been victims of some sort of sexual violence in general. 
meaning outside of the trains and public trans. That seems high. Wonder what sexual violence means. You know what I mean? Because I think that's that's a wide umbrella. I mean, you, yeah, because be, sexual harassment, harassment, and that thing that's broad. That's a pretty big umbrella. Could be, could be you got groped, or could be you got raped. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's a broad. Both are awful. Right. 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 Both should yes. not happen. You should not do those things. But that can mean a lot. Sexual violence isn't, you know. It, but, I mean, I but we know Mexico's got a lot of bad hombres, a lot of bad hombres there. And so the hashtag for this new thing that they're doing to stop sexual harassment is actually hashtag No es de hombres. Okay. I don't know what any of that means. Okay. I know hombres are bad. Okay. And I know the leader of the free world told me hombres were bad. All right. So here's what they're doing on the public trains. They have Mexico City has installed the penis seat. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like the opposite of reducing sexual harassment. No, no, you're getting the, the penis, penis seat. seat. All and right. here's what it is: it's it's a seat that has a sign on it that says it's designed solely for men. Okay, okay? you sit down on it without looking, and there's a flaccid penis molded into Jeez. the seat. So as soon as you sit down, your cheeks feel like, and I, for some reason, I feel like as a guy who's never had a penis near that region of me, I feel like. I would know what that was, right? Like, there's just sometimes you just know you sat down, and no matter what it was, you know, the Lord split you kind of perfectly right there. And so anything like laying in the seat is going to find its way right. well nestled between there. Right, it's like riding a bicycle. Yeah, yeah. sort of like you know that all that that amazing scene in you know planes, trains, and automobiles where they wake up and where's your other hand between two pillows? Those are pillows. I guess like. Greatest movie ever, by the way. I guess it says for men only, but like, what's stopping women from sitting there? You know what I mean? And then at that point, aren't you kind of harassing women? You're, 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 you're you know. The seat, they say, which, uh, as the name suggests, features a representation of a male torso on the back and flaccid penis on the seat itself. Okay. It's gotten quite a rise there of the unsuspecting men who have sat down on it. PSA then, which we have linked for you, WRQK.com in the Sands Ratio section, shows men jumping up in surprise or squirming uncomfortably after sitting down on the flaccid penis. Besides the exclusive for men sign, there's also an explanation at the foot of the seat that states, it's annoying to travel this way, but not compared to the sexual violence women suffer in their daily commutes. Are you sexually harassing men by doing this, by making them uncomfortable? Because it feels I mean, like at that little. point, it, it feels like at that point. I mean, two rights or two wrongs don't necessarily make a right, but you're not. You know, you're. Can, more, I, can an inanimate object sexually harass you? Ah, uh, sexually harass yeah, you? Yeah, but well, I mean, no. But this was. This isn't a train seat. This has been modified. For so, the, so the 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 regional transit authority is sexually harassing you. This was a dangerous. I mean, this is Florida. I mean, Mexico is Florida, right? Okay. I mean, like, dude, in nowhere in the United States would somebody be like, you know what, mold penises no, into the subway no. train, I, and that'll stop it. I guarantee you, if I go down to Sarda today, like, listen, you know, Sarda County Regional Transit Authority, I got some ideas here, and they are not going to buy you into know penis what this seat. Train needs dildos. Put a dong right there. We need a dong on it. Sarda is not going to be happy about that. I don't even think Sarda wants to be next to this conversation. <laughs> I don't think any of our advertisers do. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, the only, and again, I hate to keep going back to it, 
But I kept the first thing I saw when I read that 65% of women who take trains in Mexico City have been sexually harassed, and nine out of 10 women in Mexico City have been victims of some sort of sexual violence. I was kind of like, you know, I just kept hearing it. When they send them over, they're not sending their best. I just kept hearing that over and over and over and over again when I read this. So I know that's kind of crazy. I was going to say, we'll start building walls around college campuses as well. So maybe we should. Maybe we should. That video is up for you, WRQK.com. The look on dudes' faces when they sit down on a penis is kind of funny. Of course. And I guess it would bring awareness. You know, you're worried about the, the seat sexually harassing men. I'm more worried about the guy who's squirming on it, smiling the whole way to work. Uh, I'm, more wor- I'm more worried about that. So there was an awful situation that happened in Canton, Ohio yesterday. Awful. And we have a little audio that goes along with it. We'll run that for you next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We have Seether tickets for you. We'll pass those out 8.30 on the program. They're playing House of Blues July 19th. We'll get you into that. 9.30, get you hooked up with Shinedown tickets as they play Canton at the Palace Theater. We'll do that. That's a little positive story for Canton there as we're uh, getting ready to discuss something that happened in this town yesterday that's not so great. But Phantom said to me, he's like, you know, I know we're going to bring people down a little bit about, you know, a tragedy that happened here. He said to me, he goes, I have a positive Canton story if you would like me to start with that. And I don't know what this is. So, yeah, go ahead and give me the positive. Uh, well, first of all, Shinedown's coming. So that's great news. You know, <laughs> that is good news. That's good news. Good um, news. But I just I wanted like I just wanted to take the shot, time to shout out uh, five different students from Project Rebuild who graduated yesterday going on to kind of start their new lives. Uh, Will, RJ, Dustin, Tim and Noodles. They all graduated. Um, they're 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 What do I want to say? Going on to new jobs, going on to be productive members of society, going on to be good citizens of Canton, Ohio. So I know what happened yesterday sucked. There's no question about it, but there were good things happening in Canton yesterday, too. So shout out to all five of them. Yeah. I'm reading this story, man, and sad, dude. Yeah, that doesn't... I mean, that is great. Don't get me wrong, but but it's not picking me up. If you guys haven't heard what we're talking about (laughs) yesterday, there was a... um, There were a few murders that happened in in one home. We have a little audio from Fox 8. We're going to take a listen to that now. There's four people that have been shot, including a dog, and nobody's moving. A man calls for help when he discovers four people shot to death in the first floor living room of this home on Smith Avenue Northwest in Canton around 1.30 Thursday afternoon. Pat Herman says the caller is her grandson. My grandson is home from Kansas and is living there right now with them, but they were leaving tomorrow. From what we have to believe right now that this was a domestic situation, we have uh, four victims deceased, two males, two females, uh, all apparent gunshot wounds. Canton police say the shooter is one of the four deceased. The 911 caller described a gun laying next to him and identified him as his sister's ex-boyfriend. She called me dad all the time because I've known her since the day she was born. I mean, I was at the hospital even. Jim Herman, whose son called 911, says one of the victims is his ex-wife. Ugh. The coroner has not positively identified the victims, but Jim and other relatives say they include his ex-wife, her current boyfriend, her daughter, and the gunman. She was my best friend. Somebody once told me that God only gives the toughest battles to the toughest soldiers, so I guess I better put on my soldier clothes again and that's all I can say. I just said I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm in shock right now. Canton police say the gunman also killed one of the family's dogs, but they were able to rescue this puppy and a few other pets. The other dogs that we took out were still alive. I believe there's a cat and two other dogs that were removed from the home. Relatives and friends say they just want answers. I know nothing about what happened other than 
you know, my son told me to come down here, and that's all I know. Yeah, answers is the right word. Like, you know, we hear stories like this a lot, and I talk about this, how sometimes my job will bum me out. But, you know, 90% of my job is reading. That's, like, most of it. If you would have told me when I was in school, like, fifth grade, like, that was the job I was going to have, I would have been like, yeah, I, I bet I don't. But it's like I read bad stories from all over the world. And answers is always what I'm looking for. And how did we get here? And I just, I mean, I, I know domestic disputes happen all the time and right. violence erupts out of those all the time. But I just am always going to be curious how an afternoon turns from four people hanging around in a house to now I've shot three of you and now I'm going to turn the gun on me and end all of our lives. Like, I've been in a million arguments with women that I've dated, women that I've lived with, million. But I've always, now maybe this is just, you know, uh, I don't have this in me or whatever it is, but I've always known, like, screaming's okay, hitting and violence is not. And actually, at the end of the day, screaming's not really okay either. There's a better way to get through all, all of those things. But ultimately, everybody ends up all right at the end of that. I just, I don't understand how this stuff boils over like that. Like, cause I'm much more the, you know what? I'm just going to leave this situation. I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to go somewhere else and we're going to cool down and then we'll handle this later. So yeah, answers is always what I'm looking for, but you'll never get them. You know, I, I guess we're, we're talking matters of the heart here and crimes of passion where to me, you're you in know, the moment, right? Well, and I mean, even, even I can look at it from my perspective of being in moments, but you're not that guy. You're not that person who, who was no, behind, you know, and that's right. Exactly. Thank and I mean, I, th- th- there's something to be celebrated there that we're, most of us aren't that guy. Most of us are able to, to walk away or, or, or think better of things like this. Um, but <sighs> I mean, whatever whatever was happening there, and you know, it obviously does sound like, you know, got a man who felt you know spurned by a lover who felt you know left this 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 chicks with this new dude or whatever. I'm gonna go kill him. I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill him. But like, what are you killing? What are you killing her daughter for? And I guess you're in the moment and you're on a killing spree. And what difference does it make whether you kill her? or You're gonna kill yourself. I want to make this statement too before I say what I'm gonna say, so because I understand some people are are gonna mishear me. Obviously, the human life is more important, right? The human's lives are more important. But why did you shoot the dog, too? Because at that point, I think you were just like, F it. The dog's probably barking at you. You know what I mean? Dog's probably barking, barking, barking. What do I care? Boom. And then right before you turn the gun on you. Right. Or, or, or. I'm not looking to focus on the dog. It's just like, uh, yeah. this seems like weird. Like, I, 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 I mean, it's a part of the story. And I'm possibly what it could be is, you know, Everyone tried to bite him or something. Now, everyone get in the living room. I've, you know, gun out. Everyone get in the living room. Get in the living room. I'm about to kill all you first. Boom. Shoots the dog. Shoots the dog right in front oh, of the family. Oh, just show the seriousness. Like, you're, I'm not joking around. This right. is going to be serious. Right. I mean, huh. now this is, we're, we're speculating here. We're, spe- we're, yeah, you know. but that, honestly, Phantom, that's a fair guess. So <laughs> around 145, this was yesterday. Yeah. And just, I don't want to say like there's ever an appropriate time for no. it because there's not, there's no good time. But yesterday afternoon when I kind of saw like social media blowing up about this, I'm like, oh my God, dude, it's just Thursday at, at, at two o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just Thursday at two o'clock. You don't expect things like this to be happening. And, 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 you know, it's terrible. No, when I read the email yesterday, like I, you know, I opened up my email and I, and I saw the headline. It was like four shot in Canton. I was just like, oh no. 
You know what I mean? And then I thought, but and here's the weird thing. Like, I did. The first thing I thought was, I bet this is domestic violence. I bet this is like a family, uh, you know, there's a family situation going on here. Right. And obviously, you know, crimes like this can happen anywhere. A crime can happen anywhere of any type. But, you know, domestic violence and, and, and crimes of passion and crimes of in the moment. OJ killed Nicole in Brentwood. Right, right. You know, you know just, what I mean. Like Brentwood's one of the best neighborhoods in America. This, this, this yesterday, obviously on social media, quickly turned into Canton's awful. It's the worst city in America. Oh, uh, you know, we're trying to spend money on the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We need to spend more money on cops, and we, you know, this is the worst place to live. And and, and it's just like, get, first of all, those budgets don't ever cross over. Right, and it's just like, guys, this doesn't this doesn't negate every other thing going on. It's a terrible situation. It's obviously this family. You know, the, this family's loved ones are dealing with. Just a, a a tragedy that I can't even comprehend. But this doesn't mean that Canton is is the word. It's hell on earth. It's just not true. No, yeah, you can't do that, and you can't look at. You, see, this is the problem with having to report financial situations to the public, because the public hears six hundred million for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and they assume it's coming out of your pocket. They assume that like we're like screwing over other things to pay for that. That's not what's happening. Yeah, Johnson Controls isn't giving us a police grant for $600 million. Right. It's just that's, not that's happening. That's not happening. Those two things don't cross over. That's false equivalence. And that happens all the time. And I get it. I, You know, you're worried. You angry. hear about four people. You're yeah. angry. You want answers. You hear about something happening that was close to you. And it starts to make right. you think about your own mortality. Right. And before you know it, you're out there saying, I live in the most terrible neighborhood of life. But you really don't. You really don't. Overall, Canton, I you know this feels weird to say right now. I feel very safe here. And again, this wasn't ra- not that this makes this better. Again, I know how people listen to the radio, so it makes me nervous to say this. Not that it makes this better, but this wasn't random violence. This wasn't like right. just a gunman on the loose out to hurt everyone. This was a con. It wasn't gang violence either. It, this was some, right. this was this was something different. This is something you can't prepare for and is inevitably just going to happen when you have people. Yeah, there are certain things that you'll just never eradicate, and this is part of it. But again, like if this was just random gunfire and right. like you know people running through the Straight streets bullets, and just, right. just you know that kind of thing, then you could get me to the man. We got to tighten up, you know, some stuff around here. We got to be, you know, we got to do a better job with our community here. But this isn't that. These things happen all the time, all over America, way, way too often because one would be too often. And so I don't think that this is indicative of Canton not being a good city. And, you know, I know I'm like essentially what is a carpetbagger. I know I'm not from here and I moved down here and, you know, I took this job over. But I've done my best to try to acclimate myself to this city. And I love Canton. And I tell people all the time, I honestly, like I wouldn't choose to move out of here. I love it here. And I, you know, I, and I'm a person, I've lived all over Florida, Illinois, you know, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California. I've lived everywhere. And I got to tell you, dude, Canton's pretty good. I, I, and Fantone was the first one to kind of like, you know, get me on this. You know, we, he was driving me around when I first came down here and he was like, you know, pointing all this stuff out. And we've both lived in a bunch of little towns in yeah. a bunch of different states. And he was like, the thing about Canton is, dude, they don't, he's like, they try, they put effort in. He's like, there's art on the street corners, you know, there's art galleries, there's all kind of stuff. Where Flint, Michigan, same exact size, they don't try. Now, I've never lived in Flint, but you did. Yeah. And, and Fantone will tell you, Flint, 
puts no effort into their city the way Canton does. Just, to, I mean, it's it, it's very easy to see the difference. I mean, you can compare Toledo, you can compare Youngstown, you can compare a bunch of Ohio towns to Canton, and 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 that's fair too. Yeah, there's an actual movement here. There's people who are trying to make things better. Does it always work out perfectly? No, of course not. And 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 are there going to be hiccups in the road? Of course. Is everything going to get fixed overnight? No. But there's at least people trying here. And as tragic as this situation is, it does not negate all those efforts put in. It's not an indictment on your city overall. Shout out to CPD. Camp yeah. Police Department dealing with that yesterday. Always dealing with the stuff and uh, normally handling things very, very well. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 6 9. Nice little Memphis bleak there. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Online, WRQK.com. You're about an hour away from getting hooked up with Seether tickets. That show, House of Blues, July 19th. 9.30, Shinedown tickets up for grabs. That show, Canton Palace Theater. Get chucked up with those. You know, it was supposed to rain all day yesterday, Fantone, and right. it ended up stopping a little early. Right. So me and one of the 20 million, Dustin, went in and uh, played a little golf. And he wanted to go. play over at Meadow Lake. Okay. And I've only ever played there the one other time. And so we were out there playing yesterday. It's a little short. So many golf courses around here, dude. You always dude. just start dropping these names. I never dude. know what they are. Blah, 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 Honestly, blah. they say Stark County is the like the crown jewel of Ohio for golf. Just like they say that. A ton of golf courses. There was like a local golf magazine that said Stark County is one of the best counties in Ohio for golf. It's crazy. But thank God. Because <laughs> I love it. He wanted to play Metal Lake. So I was like, all right, it's a little short. But okay. So I played all right. Not great, but okay. And we get to 18, and uh, it's a short par four. All right. So I pull out the driver, all right. and I hammered this ball. Stands right feeling good. Hammered it. But Stands the problem right is, good. it started out real nice and straight. Right. And then next thing you know, you veer off right, because that happens. Okay. And I teared it off, dude, and I put a ball in the parking lot. Like, Jeez. when it left, yeah, I mean, dude, from the... From the 18 tee to put a ball in that parking lot, it, I mean, dude, you, I mean, yeah, you got to hit it pretty hard. I mean, like I said, it's short, but you still got to hit it pretty hard. And like it was heading towards the party. He's like, dude, he's like, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to buy that guy in that red car a new window. And it went, and I was like, because here's the thing, like, you're responsible. Like, you got to call your insurance company at that point, and you got to take responsibility for that, which sucks. So, like, luckily I didn't hit the car, but... Right. Didn't have to call Safe Flight? Safe Flight. <laughs> no, I did, I did not. First one's free, Safe Flight. There, I, there it is. I did. No, I did not. There it is. Sponsoring the Stansberry Show golf outing. Fan tone for Safe Flight. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, It seems like, and I mean, I'm just going off of what you tell me and uh, what I see on social media, but it seems like golf games coming together at the right time, right? So, yeah. I mean, I, I, had, uh, I had somebody kind of, like, see something late last week and say, oh, now I know where a lot of your problems are coming from. Okay, let's close this. Let's get this tight, and let's try that. I know that sounds sexual, but uh, I was going to say it sounds like you were eating too much. Close the mouth. Try to get the body tight, Sansbury. Maybe you lost fifty pounds. Yeah, I didn't think about it, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> but apparently, last night because I just got the emails today. Okay. From eBay. Okay. Dude, apparently I online shopped in the middle of the night last night and don't remember doing it. Now, I don't take Ambien or anything to sleep, so okay. it's not, I can't blame, like, yeah, I was on the Ambien, and I didn't know. What, what, what happened? What are you talking about? So I have eBay on my phone. Sure. And uh, I was laying in bed. I was watching a little Game of Thrones. Okay. Trying to get to sleep. Just or doing his little dragon show. Just his, mu- little, his little, little binky, his little blanket, little dragon show. Okay. <laughs> Getting all snuggly. I'm just going to clubber you to death one day. <laughs> his little PJs. And so, like... 
boxers in a shirt, ladies. And so um, there I was, and like I don't know. Like I said, like I thought I was asleep, but I woke up. What makes it, you What makes you confident that this isn't like you know somebody stealing your credit card information and buying things? Because apparently, I bought three Adidas golf shirts and two golf towels. <laughs> It's going to be hard to like call up eBay and be like, yeah, I don't think this was me. They're going to check the social networks and be like, bro, all you do is eat and golf and attempt to do a radio show. That's it. I feel like I feel like you're trying to play the same cards that many a men's wife has tried to play in the yeah, past. Yeah, I forgot I did it. I don't know. I was asleep, and I can't believe it. I woke up, and there was just all these Amazon boxes here. Yeah, look, there's the email right there. Is that how it works? Just shipped this morning three brand new. Adidas golf shirts and your golf towel are on their way. I had no idea I did that. All at least stuff you want. I mean, are this the right yeah. sizes, not women's clothing. Should be all right then. What's wrong with me wearing women's clothing? Nothing. Nothing. All right. There was a story. What do you hear about this? Okay. Mayfield Heights. Okay. Kid's 19. And he went to the cops. He felt like he was wronged. So he went to the cops. That's what you should do. Yeah. If you feel like somebody did you wrong, let's get the cops involved, right? Better than taking justice into your own hands most times. Fair point. Right. So he's all 19, Jacob is, Rogowski, and he went to the police department, I believe, late Tuesday night, met with an officer there, and according to that officer, this is what Jacob showed up to the police station for. Okay. He said, you know, I just sold marijuana to somebody. Jesus, Jacob. And I believe that they gave me fake money. Come on, bro. So he went to the police station to tell the cops somebody gave him counterfeit money to buy marijuana off of him. Jake. I mean, right? What? I know I bag on the millennials a lot. I know I do. I know I'm a little too guilty of going to it too often. But come on. Yeah, well, and I mean, we're talking about weed here. Where in the sense of like, if this was, this was like... Hard drugs as a crackhead or something. I guess I can understand some confusion there, but you sold this dude weed. You very easily could have came with the, uh, hey, I sold this dude my Xbox 360. I sold this dude my old pair of tires. Right. I sold this dude my old this, that, or the other. Dude, met him off Craigslist, met him off Facebook Messenger or Facebook, you know, marketplace, met him off of one of these million different things, and you could have came up with a lie. Why are you going in there and just, yo, bro, selling them weed? Now, that's a fair point. If you got robbed and you were like, dude, it's a drug transaction gone wrong. Somebody pulled a gun on me. Maybe there's a little bit of like, all right, that's a, a violent crime. That's a serious thing that happened. But you got duped. You know what I'm saying? You got you got one. Somebody pulled one over on you. What idiot. So the, well, it gets worse. The cop says to him, you sold them weed and then they gave you the these and you say they're fake. And, the you know, the kid says Jacob says yes. Right. And so the cop then asks what a cop is going to ask because right. they're well trained. Well, right. The cop says, "Are you willing to give me permission to search your car?" Idiot. Kid says yes. Idiot, Idiot. Idiot says yes. Idiot. They searched the car, Fantone, and of course they found a mason jar full of marijuana. For those of you that don't know, sometimes marijuana will be transported to mason jars because of the seal, and it reduces the amount of smell that goes through it for the canine dogs and that kind of thing. And it like, and it looks cool, and people are like, it's 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 almost like your you know your girlfriend. She's got like succulents and a little plant and a little this, and then there's jars of marijuana. Then there's jars of marijuana. So they searched the car, found a mason jar full of marijuana, and here comes the real problem: a digital scale yeah 
That's going to be a problem. Judge is going to throw the book at you for that one. He's now facing drug-related charges. Turns out the money was not counterfeit. They, oh they found they they ended up like looking Idiot. through the money and it wasn't Idiot. counterfeit. How high was this kid? Idiot, dude. Right? You can go to Walmart right now and buy a bill testing pen. It, like ninety nine cents, dude. If you know, like yeah, I use one all the time at the Agora. Right? Those those are those are like nothing. Those cost like nothing, and you could have taken care of all this without being arrested. Moron. Man, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Ninety nine cents, dude. Get a money, or if you think you got fake money for selling drugs. Like you said, go to Walmart. I would have just went to Walmart and used the money. Money, right? Chances are that person wasn't going to know that bill was fake. They don't care. And if you get, because that I've always been curious about that. Because like we've caught people, you know, using bills, of course, at the Agora. You know what I mean? And they say to you when it happens, "Well, how was I to know? Somebody gave me this bill. You don't. I got get, it at the gas station. Yeah, you don't get money. You don't make your. Um, well, some people do, but like, you know what I mean? Like, this is something that it gets handed to you in other transactions. It could have easily come from a million places. You got plausible deniability there, right? Uh, and I guess at that point, it's really just going to be like, well, dude, you can't use it for this transaction. Here's your twenty dollar bill back. Do you have another form of payment? Right. Take this to your bank. Deal with that. Take this to the police station. Deal They'll with that. handle it. But I'm not. This you cannot pay with this with this currency. The bill testing pen, though. You're 99 right. Cents, dude. Nine, 99 cents. A dollar, Jacob. Go get it. Welcome to jail, Idiot. you dumbass. McDonald's is doing something that I think might be really, really smart. And we'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Every time I hear Wrong Way by Sublime, every time, I think to myself, okay, maybe this is the time I'll hear it and get it. No. That wasn't. I just listened to that whole song. Headphones <laughs> on, everything. Don't get it. Maybe I know not. a lot of you do. So I understand the radio station playing Sublime. Totally get it. But I just, that band has always failed to hit the switch with me. Always. You just got to listen more. Dude, you haven't heard the right song yet. What? What? <laughs> like, right. Summertime is all right by them. I don't even know if that's the right title of it. He just no, no, said it. Yeah. yeah, that one. I Like, I can live with that. I can I can tolerate that. Much like I'm not a huge 311 fan, but they got, like, four songs. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I understand why Amber became what Amber right, is. Right. Like, I get that. I, got, I understand how that happens. Out of that whole stoner, like, whole thing movement, Southern California stoner, like, movement thing, give me Incubus. The rest of it's all kind of trash. It's so weird, uh, stoner music and how it gets, like, you know, eh, it's stoner music here, stoner music there, yeah, stoner like, rock, st- you know. Because, just, like, Dozer and Fu Manchu and, like, like all those cool bands, all, like, my favorite bands are all called stoner rock. Caius. So it's just a weird, but I take your point there for yeah. sure. Dude, how good is Fu Manchu, by the way? Love that band. McDonald's is doing something smart. Advertising with the Sansbury show. They do do that. Ding, ding. That is very smart, too. Thank you, guys. But they said on Thursday that what they're going to be doing, and this is a response, I think, to one of their competitors who has been really driving this point home with their food. And McDonald's is going to follow suit. The fast food giant said Thursday that they will be swapping out frozen beef for fresh beef in its quarter-pounder burgers by sometime this next year. This will happen at most of the U.S. locations. Now, McDonald's has relied on frozen beef, Fantone, for 40 
years. So this is going to be a, a major shift for them. You know, McDonald's um, is the model of efficiency. I mean, really, you, you even kind of look at them more than you look at, you know, like the assembly line with Henry Ford, and they made their bones on being able to do it everywhere in the country and being able to consistently recreate their results. You go eat a burger at McDonald's at, 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 you know, in the most podunk town in America. It is McDonald's. And it tastes exactly like the McDonald's right by your house. It's the exact same McDonald's. So that is, that has, that's, that's had to have played a huge part of their of their business plan is that we can ship stuff frozen. They created that whole system. Actually, if you like movies based on true stories and you're interested in this kind of stuff, The Founder, which was about Ray Kroc and McDonald's, was actually a really decent watch. He was the dude that like... The McDonald's brothers had the one restaurant. Right. And the one McDonald's brother was really, really smart and kind of created the assembly line. Right. And Ray went there and had something to eat, and he and like he thought to himself, "Man, this is really good, and I got it really fast." And then he was the one that was like, "Guys, we can do this everywhere." Yeah, I mean, you have and to- then screwed them both over and <laughs> took the company and then created like a bajillion things. You have to imagine, you know, obviously now it's like, dude, I'm going through a drive-through. It takes me more than sixty seconds. I'm pissed off. I'm over it. But like, you have to think about how much of a a marvel that would have been, you know, forty, fifty years ago. They also, the McDonald's brothers, were really smart about this too, and the movie gets into this. A lot of what restaurants and like, you know, the drive ins and like the roller girls who came out and delivered your food, a lot of the problems they had is that they had cigarette machines and jukeboxes. So what you had was teenagers and greasers sitting right. there cranking up Buddy Holly Socials, records right. and smoking, you know, lucky strikes rolled, up, rolled in up in the sleeves and like kind of like, you know, being young punks. Right. And so the McDonald's brothers were like, no jukeboxes, no cigarette machines, and they created this family friendly environment. Next thing you know, swamped with customers. Smart. Right, smart, the downtown branch, maybe a little bit flies in the face. Fix the ice cream machine. <laughs> he bitches what? constantly what? about this ice cream well, machine. Well, I'm just saying, even the, even the clientele necessarily, I don't know if it's, you know, uh, oh, I just Remember I told you, it was like last week, the guy was like, yo, let me get a bite of that cheeseburger. <laughs> I was walking out the front door there. I was like, Jesus. Um, so, obviously, this is to fly in the face of Wendy's. Wendy's, who's Wendy's. been drilling this home about the fact that they use never frozen fresh beef. And I think that's a valuable selling point. I mean, people, at the end of the day, when they pick out fast food, I think for the most part, they're going for convenience. For the most part, they're going for um, for a, a, a easy, or a, an affordable product. Um, but I do think there has been a movement of, well, let's upgrade some stuff. You know, you've got still got the dollar menu or the dollar-ish menu now. Right. Right. But like there is that movement to like artisan buns and, and you know and sriracha, sauces sriracha and mayo and stuff like that. Frank says, you know, this McDonald's statement is a little bit of smoke and beers. It's only the quarter pounder, not the rest of the lineup. Yeah. What they're going to do there, I think, I think, Frank, I think what you're going to see here is McDonald's going to test this via the quarter pounder. Is it still efficient? Is it still fast? Is it still all these things? And if it is, then we roll it out to the rest of the fleet. That's smart business. When you're McDonald's, I don't know if you should necessarily... Up on the entire operation, uh, flip the whole thing. Before you know it, you you could have a real mess on your hands. But yes, this is obviously in response to Wendy's. It's obviously them trying to do a little bit better. Because let's be honest about what's been going on. The term fast food has become a swear word. Yeah. I mean, people have kind of put it in the crosshairs. Ew, it's gross, or ew, those people that work there. I think in both ways there, that has become kind yeah, of, you, you've been, fast food has been a little demonized, even though we cannot cut ourselves off of it if we had to. Cannot cut ourselves off. No. 
No, no, no. Like I said yesterday, I had a terrible day. What did I do? I ran right for fast food and, and like awful food because I'm a food addict. That's what I do. But I think that this is good. And I think what's happening here, if, if we really step back and take a look at it, we're getting better things, America. We're getting better things. Yeah. And so like I'm not going to bitch about getting better things. I think, it will it take a little longer? Yes, but this is what I'm always saying. People want better things, but you don't want to pay for it, and you don't want to wait for it. This is going to be ultimately really good. I, you know, I, it's not like I have a preference or whatever. I like these kinds of restaurants. They're all good in their own right. They all have a product that I'm like, yeah, I like that from there or that from there or this from there. But Wendy's does have a good tasting hamburger because it's never been frozen. I wonder, I wonder if McDonald's is going to see that much of a difference in taste. I feel like a part of the difference with Wendy's is, is they use like fresher um, toppings. And I always feel like that's what kind of tricks me into thinking, oh, this is fresher because I'm biting into lettuce. I'm biting into tomato. I'm biting into onion. Is it it really, does seem like their their condiment like things are 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 fresh. Where McDonald's has like dehydrated onions and stuff, and not necessarily as they've got the like the chopped up lettuce as opposed to like a piece of lettuce. So I wonder if they're going to see that Get much of a difference, of and would it really be worth it to switch their entire you know game into into fresh beef? There, I think you're you're going to see. I mean, you know, people are. are we're probably more food conscious than ever before. And I know America still has plenty of fat asses. I think what was it? An just, epidemic, dude. I think earlier this week we said, what, Canton Massillon was ranked like, what, 30th, the 30th yeah. most fattest city in America or whatever it was? And so, like, obviously yeah. we still love to overeat with a thing. But I think these places do need to kind of extend the arm to people who are a little bit more conscious about what they're eating, too. Because if you're McDonald's, if you're Wendy's, if you're Burger King, if you're these places, you don't just want me. I'm your bread and butter. I'm the one who's going to pay your bills. But on the end, you get ahead by serving food to everyone. And I think that, you know, we're getting better things because, and again, we they've seen a change in the consumer's attitude. I think this is a huge move, and I think it's very smart, and it's just somebody following suit to what somebody else in their marketplace is doing and saying, you know what, before we get lapped, we better get ahead of this. I just think it's smart business. And I know for sure now, Canton, who will be the first pick taken in this year's NFL draft. I'll tell you who that is next on Rock 106.9. Dan Dansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're about a half hour away from getting hooked up with Seether tickets as they play the House of Blues July 19th. We'll get you into that here shortly. NFL draft quickly approaching. And I now know, Fantone who the first pick in the draft will be. I'll tell you that here in just a second. We have another birthday to announce today. We did one yesterday for Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. And this is Scott again. Scott Davidson, who uh, does mornings at one of our sister stations. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, Scotty. I'm sure he would want me to tell everybody just... You know, eat a TD's. Yeah, TD's Tailgate and Grill. There you go. Three locations. Three Gringos. Three Gringos. Yeah, check that place out. Twisted, twisted Citrus. You know, I saw him yesterday. And he was like, Gringos is killing it, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. He was like, when are you coming? I was like, Jesus, man, you've been open about six hours. Um, Yeah, that place did just open up. But everything that I've heard, I know Dan Kane did a review in the ticket for it. Um, I've seen people posting about it on social media. If you were a fan of the Three Gringos brand previously, everything you liked about it is back. So uh, happy birthday, Scott. There you go. Just reviewing your restaurants for you. So happy birthday to you. Yeah, buddy. 
So I know who the first pick in the draft is going to be. We pick first, All Browns right. do, and I know who they're going to take. Stansbury, no Shredamus here. Yep, no. I, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm saying I have a hard line. I have a bat phone to, oh. to Berea. No, but you told me. Oh, all right. I hope people know that sarcasm. I was going to say, he has no hard line into Berea. No, you and I have one thing in common, Mr. Hero. Aside from that. Dude, that is it. Aside from that, that's all we got. But before we go anywhere else, dude, you had Roman Burgers yesterday. How good was Mr. Hero yesterday? Did you get that from that one on Tusk? Yeah, I did. Chino, the manager, oh, was so good. He dude. was on top of it. So good. He was. He was on top of it. Actually, that guy was a really good manager. I, the thing, and I, I like, I will say time and time again that Mr. Hero on Tusk, the food is always fast. The people are always courteous. It's always correct. I, dude, I love that place. Wow, look at that. I'll keep doing it for free, man. Hey, it's Brian Hoyer here for Roman Burgers. Hey, it's Anderson Verge out here for Roman Burgers. Hey, it's Hugh Jackson here for Roman Burgers. Miles Garrett decided he was going to work out at the Texas A&M Pro Day. Now, this normally doesn't happen with a college football player who, like, killed it at the Combine. They say if you killed it at the combine, just be done now because you can maybe only hurt yourself. I mean, I don't want to apply it into high school terms, but it's like, dude, I already took the SATs and did well. Why am I taking the ACTs? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, no, I'm not going back. I already got what I needed out of this. Yeah, same exact thing. And he decided to work out at the Texas A&M Pro Day. Okay. Now, that's curious because, like I said, he did so well at the combine about a month ago. Yeah, I Now, mean, he is already the assumed number one overall selection, but a lot of teams that near the top of the draft need a quarterback, and there's a couple quarterbacks. And I hear Deshaun Watson was in town yesterday. And I know desperation creates um, stupidity. stupidity. It does. Like there's, sure. there's, there's no doubt about it. But when you have a player that is going to be an instant impact, an instant impact, which Miles Garrett undeniably will be, I don't understand how any team feels like a project is a better pick than than an instant impact. Especially since neither one, none of these college kids look like the next Montana or Brady or whatever. Right. They just don't look that way right now. So they asked Miles Garrett, why did you work out at the Texas A&M Pro Day? Why did you run the 40-yard dash? And here's why I think he will be the first overall pick and why he should be the first overall pick. His answer was fantastic. He says, to improve on what I've done, he told the SEC Network, I am not satisfied with doing well. I am not satisfied with just being good. I want to be great. I want to this he actually uses a quote here I use about myself all the time. I want to live up to my standards, not down to anyone else's. I love it, Miles Garrett. I say that about myself all the time. This kid's showing you has shown you on the field the freakish transformative athletic ability and now he's showing you when the camera and the microphone is pointed in his face, he knows how to say the right thing. And that, guys, is going to become more and more important the, the further we get into the world. The more social networks, the more media, the more stuff, guys who consistently say the right thing will be massively important because people parse every single word that comes out of an athlete's mouth right now. This kid has shown you the physical ability and the mental ability to go next level. If you pass on him, I think it's a major, major mistake. Yeah, you can't, you can't. 
when you're as bad as the Browns are, it's not like this is a you know this is a team that is a piece or two away from being a a, 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 a you know a Super Bowl contender or hell even a playoffs contender. I mean, this is a team that is just devoid of talent, and it, to to think that anything other than an impact player, somebody who immediately immediately can start on day one, I, I you don't have that luxury. Other teams do. Other teams have the ability to. All right, well, if we pick a quarterback and give Mitch Trubisky some time, could go here. Kid, we'll do this. Right, right. We, we, we've got options there. Cleveland Browns just do not have those options. And when you when you're when you're a one in fifteen team looking at trying to reestablish your culture, a, a stud, a guy, you know, a guy who's able to play NFL football right out of the gate is going to have a much bigger impact than a dude who's just kind of learning from RG three or from from whoever is the is is a Cody Kessler or whoever. You, you, you got to have a guy who can come in and be a leader of men, and, and he's obviously presented himself as such. Garrett ran a four six four forty at the combine at two hundred and seventy two pounds, dude. That's fast for a guy that big. He actually appeared to improve on his time on Thursday with an unofficial 4.61 40. He also broad jumped 126 inches on Thursday. Now he had he had jumped 128 at the combine. Remember we had that video online at WRQK.com and it was but you're talking two inches there. I guess Which I I guess is a lot actually. But I don't understand necessarily why like you know, you you know this dude is capable of the lifts, the jumps, the 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 you know calisthenic things that 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 athletes have to be able to do. And it's like, well, I've proved that I'm able to run this forty this fast. You know, whether it was two months ago or at the combine or whatever. I don't know if necessarily from a from a perspective of an organization, if a negative performance at one workout is going to be like, oh well, dude, he's a piece of crap. Then if you underperform, I mean, you shouldn't know, but you know how the world works now, dude. These twenty-four hour sports talk shows, it's on a loop over and over and over again. Now coaches, GMs, and dude, all these people who say we don't pay attention to the media shows, you're a liar. They all watch it all, and. It shouldn't, but the more that gets put on a loop, you're going to get GM insecurity going on, and next thing you know, you probably fall in the draft. I, I think I think much like most things in life, um, it's not necessarily your max, it's not necessarily your minimum, it's your average that you're, that, that, that's what's going to sell me on you. We say it all the time about this program, that we're only three years in, it's a growth process trying to do this, but we'll say to one another after the show, we're raising what our average is. We're raising what our floor is. Like, when you first start, you don't know each other at all. A bad show is a bad show. It's in the dirt. It's in the bad, that's a bad show. But, like, the longer you go into this and you, you know one another a little bit more, now your bad shows, honestly, are not bad shows. They're just not up to what we would consider to be a good one. And so you're right there. What we want is I want a guy whose average or an off day is still better than what this guy's best may be. And I think Miles Garrett kind of fits that category. I do. He's And like I said, he's got the freakish talent, and he's showing you, at least early, that when you put the microphone and the camera in his face, he knows what to say. And I like somebody who's got that kind of attitude. I'm not done. I don't want to be good. I want to be great. I have no interest in being good. I want to be great. That is the mentality that you need. And like I said, the the talent leaps off the TV. You turn on Texas A&M game, you watch that kid, he's crazy. Now, they have said that when you stack his numbers up against really top-tier teams, he dips. 
He averages about four and a half sacks a game on a team that's sure. no good and a really good offensive line. He gets there about one and a half times. Sure, sure. So is he going to have as many sacks in the NFL as he had in college? Probably not. But isn't that true of Ndamukong and Sue and all those guys? Yeah, obviously, as you start playing with better guys, it's going to turn into a more challenging thing. But I, uh, you know, I, I think when you when you have this option in front of you and Miles Garrett, where you've got a knockout home run at number one, you got to take it. And when you take it, dude, you have a little bit more flexibility when it comes to the rest of the draft. You know what I'm saying? If you biff on twelve, it's not nearly as impactful. One right because he got one that's fair. right, and that's what's most important. The last like one ten right. number twelve picks, the last ten, two of them are good. The rest of them, honestly, a lot of them are out of the league. Dude, what do we always say? I mean, it's you know, you draft a class, and fifty percent of those guys are going to be gone soon. The 50%. league, the yeah. league is halfway filled up with guys who weren't drafted. Exactly, exactly. So when you when you when you have so much room, or when there's so much error in these in these equations. Um, you really do want to make sure that you lock down a winner, somebody that's going to work. The best number 12 pick in the last 10 years has been Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Odell Beckham's great. He is. He's great. But that's the best number one 12, uh, the best, I'm sorry, the best 12th pick in the last 10 years. The rest of them are no names. So more often than not, you're going to screw up the 12th pick. That's what I was saying about Jimmy G, about Garoppolo on New England. If they want the 12th pick, take it. Take yes. it. What yes. is the 12th pick going to get yes. me? Yes. Well, I mean, if it, it, it's not going to get you a quarterback that you feel confident in. Definitely so if you, can, if you can turn that 12th pick into a quarterback that you feel confident, you have to take that then option. Then you do that. I would do that. We'll get you hooked up with Seether tickets. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Sorry, but I really memory loss. Where'd it go? But I really, <laughs> yeah. I wonder the why that's a thing. Names, book, concerts. I don't yeah, know. but it's all right. The Colorado economy's doing just fine. Yep, just just selling bags. <laughs> My mind's going to mush. What? But Colorado's got a ton of money. Yeah, they're fine. But uh, the Pumpkins were honestly part of what was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Okay. So it was Halloween night. Okay. And Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. A little bit of magic in the air on Halloween night. Regardless yes. of what's happening, October 31st, there's a little bit of like, dude, anything could happen. So I was living in L.A., right. and uh, so the show was at Dodger Stadium. Young up-and-coming Stansberry. That's right. Ready to take the world by the short and curly Stansberry. Just grabbing the bull by the horn. Yep, and then living failed, in, failed miserably California. and had to move home. <laughs> yeah, that one. So I was around 22. I was living in California. Right. Halloween night, Dodger Stadium. Right. And Kiss goes out for their first night of the Psycho Circus tour. Okay. And that album blew I was terribly. Gonna say, that had to be a weird time as a Kiss fan, dude, when they're all superheroes that are in comic books fighting evil clowns or something I, like that. By the weird. way, I love my audience. Coheed and Cambria is who ah, I was thinking of. Coheed and Cambria. There, there we go. go. Thank you guys for that. I appreciate it. Coheed and Cambria. So, yeah, Halloween night, Dodger Stadium. Kiss is going out for the first night of their Psycho Circus tour. Did they just play, like, circus songs then, or no. were they just playing the normal catalog? I don't know, dude. Dude, it's Friday. You really want to die? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But it was all four original members, so I was, like, all excited. I was like, oh, this would be cool. Go to Dodger Stadium and see this. And so the Smashing Pumpkins opened that show up. And they came out, since it was Halloween, dressed as the Beatles and did, like, four songs as the Beatles. Okay. And then went backstage, changed out, came out, did a full set as the Smashing Pumpkins. And it was awesome. It was, like, one of those things I'll never forget. And was, like, so happy I saw it because it was, like, really, really cool. I, I dig the pumpkins. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but I get it. Like, if I was in the wrong mood, that could get to me. Shut up. Thanks. 
But sometimes I'm like, dude, that song is awesome. Like today was really good. Yeah, the one we just played was really good. good. 79 was good. Yeah, good songs. Yeah, man, they're uh, they are actually a really good band. So I saw this story and it's pretty interesting. All right. This is uh, coming out of Houston, Texas. Right. Where drivers in Northeast Houston were freaking out on Wednesday because they were driving down the road and they had noticed that a guy had been like duct taped to a yield sign Jeez. on a roadway. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Houston, but it's a very busy city. Houston's huge. I was uh, I almost took a job in Houston, and honestly, I didn't really want it because I felt like I was like I don't know if I'd like living here. It's a cool place to visit. I don't know if I'd like living there. It was ungodly hot in Houston, but it's huge. I mean, there's so many people in Houston, and so they were they duct taped this guy to a yield sign. Okay. So then somebody obviously calls the cops because they're like, this can't be a thing. We can't let a human being just be strapped to a to a street sign all day. Um, yeah. I Probably mean, busy, should get them down. Busy, busy intersection. You don't know if that guy is is a victim of something. So. have no idea, right? Okay, all right. I'd call the cops, too. So You're they right. call the cops. The cops come up, and they notice a man with a knife approaching him. Jeez. So the cop yells out, drop the knife or I'll tase you. That's the cop's job. There you right? go. Right. Stop approaching that human being with a knife. And it turns out the guy with the knife, just his buddy's friend, who was like, no, 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 guys, I'm sorry. I'm just here to cut him down. He's my friend. We're the ones that did this to him. We're just here to cut him down now. Okay? okay. So then when the cops get the whole situation under control, they pull him to the side and they said, guys, what's happening here? What happened? So they told the cop that Matthew Gonzalez had been taped to the sign. This is Houston, remember? After losing a bet on the Rockets-Warriors game. He had made a bet with his buddies, and that was the bet. Like He had to be taped to the the yield sign. The cops helped get him down and then gave him a ride home. The teenagers were also giving a lecture and then a stern warning. All right. Thank you that this was teenagers, because I was like, dude, there's no way this is grown adults doing this. But if it's teenagers, you're stupid. You think, all right. I I would have totally done that. Who's who's taping your ass? Not happening. Well, who's picking me up (laughs) to get me taped to the sign? Come on. That's such a good thing. So I, I so now that we're talking a little basketball. Yeah. I saw this earlier and I want to see if you think it's a big deal. Okay? Cuz Cavs Twitter theme seems to think that this is a big deal. Okay. So where is this here? I took a screenshot of it. Nope. That's the Trump thing. I will say, I will say that the Cavs Twitter probably should be a little bit alarmed right now. Um I don't know if alarm, maybe the right term, but concerned at the very least, dude. Uh they've won 6 games and they've lost 10 out of their last 16. That's not a good sign, dude. Losing to Chicago last night, not a good thing. Um I, 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 panic mode? No, because I feel like that's what are you panicking for? You're a fan of a team. Like the worst-case scenario is they don't win. Is they don't repeat. And, and we all move on with our lives because well, guess what? We've all moved on with our lives for the prior 55 years and we didn't have a championship so, and when the Indians so, lost. so so yeah so I mean like no matter what happens you know but I still think the Cavaliers hold uh hold the cards when it comes to the Eastern Conference I don't think there's a team in the NBA or in the NBA East that can beat them in a seven game series so uh, yes I'm concerned but uh, you know if you're scared now go get a dog right so yeah so Oregon right, yeah. so I so I read this earlier this morning via Twitter Cavs under David Blatt had a winning percentage of 68 percent under Ty Lu, it's 64%. Now, that's only four, but this is why the tweet was put out. 
Blatt was without LeBron for 13 games in, in 2015 and without Kyrie for 30 games in 2016. Uh, we're talking moot points here. I mean, David or David Blatt is not the coach. Ty Lue is the coach of the championship Cavaliers. He's the one who won the championships. I don't care about percentages. Dude, I mean, Steve Kerr won uh, how, how, you know, won 73 games last. It, that, that, that makes no difference in the championship argument to me. And that's and, and once again, dude, that's what I that's what I want out of this team. When the expectations are that the regular season doesn't become as important. If you're a mid tier team, if you know, the winning or, percentage is huge, right? If, if if you know, if you're the Cleveland Browns, yeah, that's a huge thing. But dude, all you're concerned about at this point is winning the championship. Now, I'm not in this. I'm not in the camp of of well, if they don't win the championship, they're bums. Still a good team, but championship is the goal, and that's what their eyes are on. That's what the prize is. I, I you, you can't concern yourself with things that aren't that. All right, I like what you're saying. I do. Um, no, no trophy in the regular season. I'm not going to argue that David Blatt should still be the head coach of the Cavaliers because at the end of the day, if LeBron doesn't want him, then he's not the right guy. Because th- the NBA is different than the NFL in this regard. One man can take the game over. Like, you can. One or two guys can get together, kind of take the whole thing over. Football, you can't need everybody working together. Like, I mean, look at what, you know, Westbrook. All they ever do is talk about how the kid plays with nobody, yet they win games and he's, you know, averaging triple doubles and things like that. You can kind of like put the game on your shoulders. But like, I look at this and the, and I'm not going to overreact because it's 4%. If we were talking 20, I'd be like, Jesus, we might have to look at getting rid of Ty Lu, right? But if we're talking 4%. So I'm going to live with it. But I am going to ask the question, would David Blatt maybe have, does he maybe have a better understanding of rotations? Now, this roster is very different than what right. David had, too. So, like, that's a very different thing, too. And, and, and no is the answer to that because he couldn't do it when it mattered. I don't care what the winning percentage is. I do not care. There is no trophy for the best team with the winning percentage. Not a trophy, dude. The trophy goes to the person who wins at the right time when you're playing playoff basketball. Okay. And if, if, I, can't, if I can't hate that. Right? I mean, like, and, and, and until we get into the land of, well, everyone's going to get a participation trophy for this, and hey, thumbs up for you because you were the regular season most winning team, and you're a champion, too. No. You, 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 when the clock strikes 0-0 in June, that's when it matters who's holding up who won that game you know there's something else happening right now in the nba that has me a little disgusted it's not the resting it's not the politics it's not any of that what's that but now they're floating the idea and i'm sure this has happened in other sports i'm sure maybe it's even happened in the nba before but it doesn't feel right to me they are talking about splitting the mvp in half between russell westbrook from the oklahoma city thunder and james harden from the houston rockets i don't like it how can you how can you be the most valuable anything if you have to share it with somebody? I can't think of a situation where that would that be That has right. never happened. I, I, okay. That I that I can think okay. of or where I think that would be an appropriate thing to do. You're giving I mean dude, you are you are participation participation plaque plaquing the the MVP. Right. Right. I mean like well we all get one. And here's the thing. Like I rally against participation trophies and like this stuff, but those are kids. These are 30-year-old grown men. Professional athletes. Millions of dollars. If they can't handle not being the MVP, then you can't handle a franchise being on your back. And I don't think it's necessarily like, well, we want to make sure that both Russ and James Harden are, uh, you know, they feel good about themselves. But at the end of the day, you as as an association have a responsibility to pick which dude was the most valuable player to his team. 
nah, I'm going to say it's LeBron James. But LeBron if, James if, is the most valuable but, player to the league. But if 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 it's not going to be him, whatever. But you can't pick two dudes. You can't. Why not pick three? Why not pick four? Why, if, why not give it to the whole team? It feels very watered down to me it at is. that point. And I'm not sure it I is. would want the award if that's the way it was done. Ben brings up an excellent point going back to the winning percentage with Ty Lewis at Stansbury. He's like, don't look too far into this. The best example the on record of this is last year's Warriors. Had an incredible winning percentage, and then Game 7 of the Finals happened, and LeBron took over and were champions. Ben, you know what? That's an excellent point. That's why I asked Fantone about it. I was like, well, Cavs Twitter seems to be freaking out about this winning percentage, Blatt versus Ty Lu. so I figured I would ask my NBA, you know. Well, I'm glad Ben could get things on. <laughs> he had the answer. Fantone? I, I, you know, I, I figured I'd ask my NBA yeah. expert, uh, Fantone, there, what he thought about that. It'll be all right. So it turns out another man of God has done something awful. We'll tell you that story. It's got a local aspect to it. Next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Guys, I apologize. I forgot to pass out those Seether tickets. We'll do it here shortly. Short-term memory loss. Where, how'd that happen? You know what? what? Here's what I noticed. What's up? Your short-term memory is good <laughs> enough to remind me that mine's not any good. That's what I don't like. You know what I just did that wasn't smart? What is that? I posted a photo at Twitter. My, uh, Stan, uh, my account is at Stansberry Show. It's also my Instagram account. And Snapchat, which I use a lot less, but that they're all of them are at Sansbury Show. And I posted this photo um, to Twitter to thank Linda, our front desk lady, mm-hmm. for bringing donuts. Every Friday, she brings donuts. She doesn't just like bring them in and leave them in the conference room. She brings them in and like delivers them to me and you, and then leaves them in the conference room. Yeah, she'll room. like come into the studio first and be like, I want you guys to get your first pick of donuts, and right. then puts them in there. We are her favorite people who work here, right. which is crazy. She's the only one in the building that likes us. But... Low bar for us. it's pretty low bar, but I posted this photo and she always brings me apple fritters because I love those. Yeah. But then you know, I decided to go with, with two donuts today and I posted the photo and I'm looking at it right now. And Jesus, that first bite I took is massive. <laughs> I mean, it is that's why I eat so. I think I think it's because I don't take bites, I deep throat food. Like, I, I, I do, I, I, I think that's the problem. Dude. Is that I, dude? I like most people eat, and I go all Linda Loveless on it. Like I don't know why. I don't know why I got to do that. Remember, like two minutes ago, I'm like, dude, hey, glad you finally got some advertisers on board. Like this guy's deep throating donuts in the studio. You can advertise with him. You could. You could. Especially if you sell food, I'll deep throat whatever you got. <laughs> oh, God. God, dude. I don't know if we're funny for anybody else, but I find me hilarious. I I do. Up online right now, WRQK.com in the Sansbury Show section is a cool cover. I always say I like covers when they're done well. Mm -hmm. Anthrax has redone Kansas's Carry On My Wayward Son. That's up for you at the Sansbury Show section. It's pretty cool. There you go, dude. It's pretty cool. A local man of God has got himself in some trouble. All right. Ernest Angley is a name that you all know, I would imagine. As he's been a Summit County televangelist, like as long as I've been alive, I think he's been on TV. An institution in Northeast Ohio, dude. I mean, the guy is, I mean, synonymous with like religion in this area. I feel like he is like the face of God. Like he was so big when I was a kid that I didn't realize he was local. Like because he was on TV constantly, I was like, this guy must be, this must be a national thing. And as I was raised by religious weirdos, my dad always kind of felt like Ernest was a little weird. But, like, my mom's parents 
watched Ernest Angley on TV like he was God. Because when he, yeah, he was the guy that would always go over to like Somalia and like oh, yeah. smack people in the forehead. Oh, yeah. And like, dude. Jesus be with you and like smack you. Just white people standing up on stage singing songs that the natives don't understand, smacking them in the head, telling them it's a miracle. That's totally you, Ernest Angley. You accept our Christian please. Like he beats the Jesus into your forehead, or right. essentially does. Right. So, sorry, there's flies flying around you, and your belly's all bloated out from sugar water. Sorry, your family's gonna starve to death, Somalians. But you better pray to Jesus. No, I'm not gonna give you food. I'm giving no. you open palm smacks. Jesus That's what you get. That's what you get, hungry person. If you don't know Ernest, we have a little audio. This is Ernest Angley. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, Oh God. <laughs> oh God. I believe in your salvation hands and I know there's salvation for me there's eternal life for me why does he put so much like waver in his voice me I've sinned against those holy hands hands I'm so sorry I have rejected those holy hands but I have come home godly sorrow home I am so sorry Maybe he's gonna and die. I believe. Oh, I do believe <laughs> the blood of Jesus washes oh. away all of my sins. All of my sins. All of them. Say, come into my heart, Jesus. Come on in, Jesus. <laughs> dude, I need it one more time, dude. I need come on in, Jesus, one more time. Come on in, Jesus. <laughs> all right, you know what I want. You know what I need. Come on, Jesus, slow down. Come on in, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love it. All right, but Ernest Angel in a little bit of trouble. Okay. Apparently, dude, he is going, he, a federal judge has ordered Ernest Angel to pay back more than $388,000 in back wages and damages money. to more than 200 unpaid workers at the buffet. He does that like mm. weird buffet thing and it's got that weird like pillar right there. It was supposed to be like a, um, and on top of, in Toronto, how they have that tower restaurant that spins around. Ah, That's yes. what that was initially supposed yes. to be, I believe. Um, I actually. Did Jesus not build it all the way up? I don't know why we is did this. Is it the start of the Mexico wall? <laughs> I don't know why we did this, but it was within the past year. Shut up, a year? Uh, within the past year, I went to the Ernest Angley Buffet with my parents. I don't know why we decided to go Your there. Your parents aren't church-going people. No, not at all. But so what made them want to... They're, they're buffet-going people there. Uh, no, it, it was just like... Dear it's God. Cuyahoga Falls, like halfway between where they live and where we live. And it was just okay, like... Fair, yeah. It was just one of those things. My mom's like, you know where we... You know what we haven't had in forever? And I'm like, yeah, there's a reason why, lady. But actually, like... Food was pretty good. Food was it was, good? Yeah, food was pretty good. I, I mean, for buffet food. My like. grandparents took me there when I was a kid. Like I said, my mom's mom, lo- I think, honestly, would have slept with Ernest Angel. <laughs> I'm not going to go so far with that, but I think that's where this kind of oh, came from. Oh, my mom's from. mom wanted to totally bang me. My, my parents, like my mom's family, was very big into this camp and was like, oh my gosh. Really? So it's probably a little bit of nostalgia for like, hey, let's go to the buffet. Had I known, though, that Ernest Angel was essentially slave-waging people, I don't know if I would have went. Miles writes in and says, that dude sounds like Herbert the Pervert from Family Guy. <laughs> totally does. He does. Um, but he's, he's got to pay back almost like 400 grand for not paying the buffet workers. And here's the thing. I bet this is, well, obviously he's been ordered to do it, so it probably was true. I could totally see this scumbag doing this and saying to people, you know, Jesus is just so happy. You're going to donate your time to the chicken fingers. Like, I could see him doing it. Oh, that's that's... Essentially, it was he was making people of his church work there for free. That's awesome. And I, I, 
I mean, I guess, you know, there is a little it's bit of like, awesome, well, if it's service to you, if you feel like that service to your religion, service to your church, that's fine. You can obviously volunteer with your organization. Kind of sounds like it was service to his but pocket. That's what I was going to say. When it turns into him exploiting that and him him using that for his own gain. Remember, it was like a year ago, maybe two years ago at this point, the Akron Beacon Journal did like a five-piece expose on him and how there was like... Was his hair piece one of them? <laughs> there was like... there was like That's the worst... Was, uh, dude, him and Donald Trump, worst rug ever. He was pressuring dudes into like men of the church, getting vasectomies and, and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And remember, didn't he hold some dude's balls in his Jeez. hand? And like, <laughs> yes, or dude, something like I that? I deep-throat food. And you're worried, but you got a man of God cupping balls. All right, dude, see their tickets right now, like right now, before Fantone says anything else. Caller 20, 1 800 243, Jesus, 7625. 1 800 243, 7625. You're off to see Seether. And don't cheat on one another. I got a great example as to why you shouldn't do it. Next on Rock 1069. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Congratulations. Go out to Lachelle, who just won herself Seether tickets. She's all excited. She'll be heading up to the House of Blues July 19th. Check out Seether. Shinedown tickets still on the way. We'll do those 9.30 this morning. That show, Palace Theater, July 17th. Tickets go on sale this morning, 10 a.m. Check out Ticketmaster for those. I've heard a rumor DMX is opening for Shinedown. Is that right? Can't confirm it. Can't confirm it, but it's rumors. It's what they're saying. People have said. I feel like nobody has said. A lot of people have I said. I feel like you have said. Okay, well, maybe just me. <laughs> maybe just you. Oh, welcome to Friday. Dad, just say DMX. Who cares, dude? Whatever. The show's been off the rails for the past week. You feel like doing anything? No, me no, either. Dude. All right, dude, some DMX is going to play Shinedown. They'll believe it. They don't know. What if Shinedown covers DMX? What if uh, that happened? Uh, straight fire right there. Probably not. Probably not. It's hard keeping Fantone focused right now. Yeah. Because it's Super Bowl Sunday for him. Yeah. As WrestleMania is this weekend. And he's got the Hustle Loyalty Respect shirt on. And, well, I can't see him. He's blended into the wall there. Cena style right here, baby. Can't see him. I got to go get a pair of jorts, honestly. Uh, it's a big it's a big WrestleMania for John Cena. Yeah, you keep pretending you don't own jorts. Him, him and his girlfriend, Nikki Bella, taking on local boy The Miz and his wife, Maurice, in an, uh, not an interracial, in oh. an inner... <laughs> what, what, wow. What do I want to say? A... Uh, a mixed tag team match here. A uh, a a a men versus women's tag team match. So your boy Cena. Yeah. yeah, dude, your boy Cena should be able to pull off a big one. I'm excited. You know, this is gonna sound like a stupid question, but okay. if I were John Cena, I bet this would be smart. Does he have his own line of jorts? Um, no. WWE is is in bed with JC Penny right now. They're doing the. Uh, <laughs> of course they are. They're doing the um the tap out clothes now. Remember how like tap out was a big brand ten years yeah. ago? WWE has now bought it, trying to like. Breathe some life back into it, and that's who's like. So yeah, dude, a pair. Wow, of, I didn't know a that. A pair of tap out jorts, dude. That's not a bad idea at all. Little Cena on the patch, on the yeah. you know the belt loop, you know leather pat on the back there. Hustle loyalty, respect, right well, there. Well, let's be honest. If they were Cena jorts, it'd be like that steel plate. Hell yeah, it would be, dude. Never give up. Does he know what he's doing? Like, I mean, when, like, going out there in jorts, like, he knows that that's, like, a joke for most of society, jean <sighs> shorts, right? Does he know what he's doing with that? I mean, you, you and I would like to think that, dude, but... Like, I mean, that's uh, him and Vince knowing the WWE core audience, right? And kind of, yeah. like, playing into it? And, and, and he under- I, I think the guy understands his role, and I think he understands that, like... 
playing that role, obviously with the success of The Rock with Dwayne Johnson, I mean, he's really laid out one hell of a roadmap for you to kind of get to superstardom, not just in WWE superstar sense, but in like true to the heart, A-lister, top of the pops, most paid man in Hollywood's, you know, status right there. Um, so, I, you know, you'll see him. He hosted the Teen Choice Awards this year. Um, I think he's doing the Today Show this week. I think it's actually today. Um, and he just is, I would imagine you know, with it being on Sunday. He, uh, he's, he's, he's one of those guys that understands whether you love him, hate him, or whatever. Um, you brand yourself right. You stay true to that brand. And you're going to end up pretty damn successful. 15-time heavyweight champion of the world, John Cena right there. Granted more make-a-wishes than anybody on the face of the planet. Cena, for me, is a lot like Colin Kaepernick and a lot like Tim Tebow. In the sense that, given what their sport is, I don't respect them at all for their ability, right? Because I just don't really get into the WWE. I don't think Kaepernick or Tebow can play. But on a human level, I respect all three of them because they seem... Like, Kaepernick seems to be moving more towards into, like, decent humanville, getting more informed, doing much more work than just screaming about problems. Tebow the same way, very good dude, terrible football player, but very good person, wants to do right... And Cena, as much as I hate the WWE and don't get into it or whatever, but he's granted more Make-A-Wish events than like anybody, anybody. And I think, and I think the second person isn't close. Now. I think it's, I think it's Cena by like a hundred. I mean, it's crazy. The guy, uh, dude, he's a uh, he's a workhorse for the WWE. I, uh, you know, try to try to model myself after him every day. Yeah, I mean, I will give credit where credit <laughs> is due on things like that. And John Cena is at least you can see like respects that the fact that the fans are the one that put him where he is, and so you know you do right by those people. I, I will always tip my hat to Cena for that. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know it's a little bit into your world of the MMA, uh, but your boy Brock Lesnar. Former MMA champion taking yep. on Goldberg at, uh, at WrestleMania. There. Yeah, see, that feels like they need eyes on this event, which seems weird because last year wasn't it the most like it was like the biggest event live event in history, right? Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't going to continue ringing every bell they can. Right. You want constant growth and WWE. Obviously, Don't ring the bell. The match is over. Right, right. WWE obviously, um, you know, they're they're in the business of brand expansion. And uh, dude, this Sunday, tomorrow night's NXT Takeover. Excited about that. But let's be real, dude. It's the show of shows. It's WrestleMania Sunday night. WWE Network. You can get it for free right now. After that, it's just nine ninety nine a month, and that includes WrestleMania. It's amazing, dude. It's this best happened. Nine ninety nine a month. So I've See here, here, this is, and I said this. Vince is. Smart. Because this happened last year to me. We were talking about WrestleMania leading up that whole week. And you kept saying, Vince is giving the network away right now. And I said, why in the hell would he do that right before their biggest event when they want people to pay to watch it? And Fantone said, it's because you're going to log in. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to download. You're going to do everything you need to do. You're going to watch WrestleMania. You're never going to turn on the WWE Network ever again, but you're going to get lazy about canceling the payment, and he's going to get you for 50 bucks. And sure enough, Vince got me for like four months. He got like 40 bucks out of my pocket. Um, just, Smart. Just got a message via Facebook. No, no. Uh, John Cena does have a clothing line at Kmart, but it's only for kids. And yes, they have jorts, which is BS if you ask me, dude. Why am I, as a 33-year-old grown man, not allowed to buy a pair of John Cena jorts? I got the shirt. I got the shirt. Hustle, loyalty, respect, baby. Never give up. It's a motto right there. You know what? Honestly, for a kid's program and targeted at children... His message isn't the worst. Hustle, loyalty, respect, those are things that I would want to teach my kids. 
I would do it with my shirt on, but I would want to teach my kids those things. You know, I promo this, so I want to give it to you before we head to this break. I always tell people to use Uber. Always use Uber, especially if you're going to be drinking, right? It's just smart. Or Lyft, doesn't matter. Either one's fine. Whatever. Right. I have both. They're both fine. Whatever. But you should use that stuff, especially if you're going to drink. Yes. But a guy got busted. Listen to this. A guy got busted in the most unusual way. And of course, this is going to happen more and more, you cheaters. So you better like be listening. A woman Uber driver. Female Uber driver. Which are rare. Not rare. Rare is not the right term, but less frequent, dude. I feel like every Uber I've gotten into pretty much has been a man. Every Uber or Lyft female driver I've ever had, I've asked them, I was like, you feel all right doing this, huh? I hear a lot of women say they won't do it, and they you know, they kind of tell me, like, well, yeah, I had a guy get drunk. Like, the last Lyft driver I used, she said to me, she was actually driving me home um, <clears throat> from Wakeham the one day when I was, like, looking at my car, and, uh, you know, she said to me, she goes, yeah, she's like, last Friday I had a guy get drunk and kind of grope me in the car. Ugh. She's like, I told him he wasn't allowed to bring the beer in the car. He snuck it in his pocket, and it was a mess, and he spilled everything. So, yeah, Piece honestly, you see less of, you see less female drivers for these systems but a female uber driver picked up another woman for a fare okay and was driving her around and the woman she picked up was on the way to go have sex with some guy okay so the uber driver starts talking to her about what her plans for the night is she's like yeah she's like i'm going to see this guy that i'm kind of dating we're gonna have sex and like you know kind of going to get the d connection right there kind of you know getting the whole system down right yeah so the uber driver without realizing it Drives all the way there, drops this girl off at what is her boyfriend's house. Her boyfriend had been cheating on her. The girl used Uber to get over there because they were going to be drinking when she got there. And the Uber driver was his girlfriend. This technology, man, it's going to rat out your D. It's, dude, I'm telling you, Facebook, Twitter, all this stuff makes the world smaller. And now Uber drivers are driving your mistresses to your front doorsteps. And it's your girlfriend behind the wheel. Dude, it's bad. Keep your penis where it's supposed to be, either in your pants or in your girlfriend's purse. Those are the only two places it goes. The Browns are so effing desperate that I cannot end this program on Friday without telling you what's happening next on Rock 106.9. Gary Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll end the program in a little while with giving you Shinedown tickets. That show July 17th, Canton Palace Theater. Tickets on sale this morning, 10 a.m. You'll be hearing the sound of madness. But you'll be able to get them a little early there as we will uh, end the program doing that. So I saw this the other day, and it's this goes back to a tweet that I made, I think, in 2009. Okay. And I'll, and I'll tell you what that tweet was after we tell you what's happening here. Stansbury going deep here. But the Cleveland Browns are doing something that they have done once before, and this is stupid. Okay. Is, is it win a football game? Because I've done that once before. <laughs> once, the Cleveland like. Browns are going to hold a draft party in the Muni lot. The event called the 2017 Draft Tailgate will kick off 6 p.m. April 27th on the first day of the draft. And they're going to hold it in the Muni lot. And now I'll tell you what my tweet was in 2009. So I just happened to be driving past the shoreway there. And you go past the Brown Stadium on the left. Muni lot's up there on your right-hand side, right? And I was driving down the shoreway. And I was just... And I looked over in the Muni lot packed with people. 
Okay. And I thought to myself, I was like, well, that's weird. There's like nothing going on. Right. I know you'll park over there sometimes to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right. and like that kind of stuff. There's stuff there. Sometimes it is a parking lot. Sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are times it's a parking lot. It's not just a place to binge drink. Right. Sometimes it's a parking lot. But then I looked and I realized like, oh my God, everybody's wearing brown and orange in there. This okay. is something Brown's related. Okay. And then it hit me. Oh yeah, the draft is starting. Whatever. They were holding like a tailgate party for the draft. And so I will tell you what the tweet was, because it holds true in 2017 as it did in 2009, which think about how long that's been now. Holding a draft part, tailgating for the draft isn't dedication. That's desperation. Those are different things. You're not showing a dedication to your favorite team or the brand. You're showing the fact that we need something to hold on to. And it's been the joke that the draft is Cleveland Super Bowl since I've been alive. In the reality, kind of. Man, you just do not want to let the Browns up off the mat. They don't deserve it yet. I mean, I'm not saying I'm never going to give them an opportunity to, but, you know, if this was any other team in the NFL, dude, you could make an argument of like, dude, we're just trying to encourage football and we love, dude, the game. Build and ticket we're so sales. Excited. And yeah, and, and the Steelers did this, Patriots did this, whatever. It would look like fan even, gathering. Even like the Chiefs are like the, you know, you don't have to be an upper echelon Super Viable. Bowl contender every year. But you're right, like Kansas City's good. A decent, a decent football Middle team. Middle of the road there. Yeah. And, but when you're the Browns, it just reeks of desperation. It just reeks of like, you know how some dude it's will pathetic get, on right, some, level. some dude will get his heart broken and then he'll just, you know, start posting crap on Facebook all the time. This is what that looks like to me. It, like you look like a like a like a dude whose girlfriend cheated on him. You do. Now, I hope my I hope my parent company's not involved in this on some level. I hope not. As I'm like <laughs> trashing it. But tickets will be accessible to fans beginning April 6th. You can grab those 10 a.m. Brown season ticket members will receive access to a special 48-hour pre-registration window from 10 a.m. So this is like officially Browns related. I got to F and pay? Are you kidding me? Now, if it's just, hey, dude, all the fans are getting together and we're drinking beers out in the parking lot, dude, we're going to cheer when Miles Garrett gets drafted. All right, I'm, I'm not sure it's a pay thing because it says here... Fans must register for the event and print a ticket or use a mobile ticket through Cleveland Browns app in order to enter the tailgate. So what it sounds like there is it's not money, but download our app and we'll get hits on our app and our website. It sounds like that's where they're going to find their win versus money. And attendees will be able to join a live Browns countdown draft special. It'll be on the news and all that whole thing. And fans are also encouraged to tune into the Browns countdown, you know, that whole thing that happens on TV or whatever. I'll say it again. I said it once. Say I'll say it again. This isn't dedication. It's desperation. And those are completely different things. And I would argue that, yeah, I might show up for a Chiefs party for, for the draft because the Chiefs have done what they need to do to try to get better every year. People knock the Chiefs, but wherever Andy Reid goes, Andy Reid wins. I would take Andy Reid. I love Hugh Jackson. I believe he's going to be the guy. But I, if they said to me right now, well, dude, Kansas City's willing to give us Andy Reid for Hugh Jackson. See you, Hugh. I would help him pack. Andy's a winner. Andy knows how to win. I know people are going to be like, never won a Super Bowl. Everywhere he goes, the team gets better and they become a viable playoff team. And if he didn't, ha- if he had anybody but Alex Smith, he may have won a Super Bowl. They had New England beat, and so did I. Yeah, they. I, the Houston Texans had New England beat this year, and had they been viable at quarterback, they would have won that game too. If every NFL team was doing this, okay, you're the Browns, you have to. But the fact that the Browns are the ones doing this and almost embracing the hey, the draft day is the Super Bowl to us, shameful. 
terrible. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing, dude. That's embracing losing. That's embracing sucking. I get that draft parties are part of the NFL, but when you're gathering in the Muni lot, it just looks desperate to me. It looks desperate. And I would argue that if I was, why would you want to be in the Muni lot for the draft? Mm. Are they going to bring in 200-foot screens so you can see it? The draft's about watching it, right? And really, it's about watching the first 10 picks. And then after that, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'll read the scroll and find out what's going on. Go to an Indians game. Go to a Cavs game. Watch LeBron, dude. Frankie Lindor is fantastic. And it's like, no, we got to care normally, about the Browns. we got to care the re- about the And Browns. the only reason why NFL teams have draft parties is to make money. Ugh. Normally what they do is they pick a restaurant or a bar that's like the official sponsor of the team or whatever, and they drive people to their sponsors so their sponsors make money that make it viable and reasonably to spend their money with that NFL team. It's not about you. It's not about, like, this is what we do. It's about money. Always. And so, like, to just host it in the Muni lot and print the ticket off here and be like, this is the year, guys. It's gonna be the year. It's desperate. It's pathetic. Just Win. Just win. Yeah, but on a related note, if any restaurant owners, bar owners, or other establishments want to have a draft day party with the Stansberry Show, hit us, hit us up, baby. Of course we hit would. Us hit us up. Of course we would. I'm not knocking the system, but it's like when you start gathering in the parking lot, because here's why I find it desperate. Because in the middle of the season, we're going to be 0-6, mm-hmm. and the parking lot's still going to be the mm-hmm. best part of the whole damn Sunday <laughs> the way it has been for 20 effing years Brats suck dude yeah they're not real good <laughs> they're not real good dear god how desperate is that this is the most excitement this team's gonna give you all year and the weather will be good so just sit out there and drink till you forget how miserable this team has made you since the 50s you gotta bark too don't forget to bark We'll pass out Shine Down tickets next to end the program on Rock 106.9. Yo, kids, I, had I, had to take off, I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Love it or leave it. Hormones start to flag. Things dry up and your tail comes that wag. If that is a problem, lube may solve it. See your family doc if it doesn't resolve it. Safe sex, baby. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Have Shine Down tickets. Give them to you here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need for those. Fantone has information. For us on the Canton Charge playoff run. Your playoff bound Canton Charge, baby. Uh, game one of the playoffs begins Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at the Canton Civic Center. Tickets are available right now. Uh, all you got to do is hit up cantoncharge.com or stop by the Civic Center box office. Um, really exciting, though, man. I feel like this is uh, the best charge team that I have been a, like seen that I've watched since I've been to town. And uh, wow, I feel like... Oh, wow, they've I, been pretty good the entire time you've been here. Right. I mean, six. this is their sixth run into the playoffs. Every year they've existed, they've made the playoffs. So uh, I feel like this is the team that can get it done, and uh, fingers crossed, man. Wednesday night, we get things started. Brown's Twitter is all on my ass about making fun of the Muni Law draft day party, right? right? And they said, Jesus, dude, there's enough legitimate things to bash on the Browns for. Why are you bashing on the draft day party? Right? It's just a draft day party, Stansbury. Quit making fun of the Browns. Just a draft day party. So all I did, I did two seconds worth of research. Two. And I found this. 
April 27th, 5 p.m., Dallas Cowboy Stadium. Free admission and parking, a live draft feed, live interviews from the Cowboys front office, Dallas Cowboy player autograph opportunities, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders performance, autographs and photo opportunities, live auditions for the Dallas Cowboys rhythm and blues, dancers presented by Miller Lite, drumline performance, kids attractions and games, and kids inflatables. Browns, you're drunk in the goddamn uni lot. So if you're going to do a draft party, do it Dallas style and do it right. But the Browns are browsing it. They're not even letting you into the venue. Yeah, Muni Lot, just sit there. Good, just That's the, the highlight lot. of the Sunday anyway. Just crush Miller Lite cans up your head. You guys will show up. Doesn't matter what we do. That's why I'm making fun of them. Because even when they're trying to do the right thing by the fans, they scoop it up. Because it's what they do. It's just a draft day party. Yeah, and it's the least attractive one in the league. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Dear God. Before I give out these shine down tickets, and Fantone has no yeah. idea I'm going to do this. No, what are you about to do? Bro? I have a, he has no idea what's about to happen. Right okay, now. all right. But you posted something on social networking yesterday yeah. that, that I feel like needs a little bit of examination because I don't know why you said it. I agree with you, but I don't know why you told people to do it. Okay. And you had said yesterday that small businesses now can be like rated and reviewed by like consumers via Facebook. And you told people that reviewing a small business can change their operation for the better. And that is 100% true. But what made you tell people to do that? What made you say that? Um, yesterday, I, uh, what did I do yesterday where I, or where, 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 what inspired this? Maybe should have told them first. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, um, you know, obviously when people make a decision of where they're going to spend their money, you know, sometimes it's just a spontaneous, like, oh, we're driving by and we're going to stop. That but I would looks say, good. Yeah. I would say more likely than not, people are going to do a little bit of research. And whether that's Googling a place or checking out their Facebook, um, you know, it's, it, it's in the easiest way to do that. If you you are just checking their Facebook to see how many stars they have. And, you know, there's plenty of places that deserve bad reviews, but most times when it comes to reviewing something, that's all we do is piss on things. It's like We never tell people what we're happy with. I hated this. Hated it. Yeah. Worst food ever. Worst experience ever. Worst, so thing, worst thing we ever Very did. True. And, you know, obviously, as, as, as I've you know known more and more small business owners, you see what a difference that can make for people. So, uh, you know, it was just one of those things I felt like needed to be said. And I, I stand by the statement, dude. You're just sitting there on Facebook pooping. Like, that's what you're doing on Facebook. You've got your phone in your hand. You're taking a dump. And instead of just scrolling through your news feed and looking at memes and stupid tasty videos, dude. Help someone. Right. You can you can use. You I can, agree. You can hashtag make a difference while taking a dump. I agree. And this goes back to, like, I hate memes, right? I just find them to be a little bit sure. annoying. And we're all guilty of it occasionally. But I, I find them to be a little bit annoying. But the one I do like that I see all the time, and it goes hand in hand with what you said. And that is... If you're online, I've seen this meme online. They say, if you go online, promote what you love versus tearing down what you hate. Right. And I, I, I think that would be a, that's a really good idea. It, and this goes back to a little bit, like, you can unfollow people on Facebook. Right. When you unfriend them, they know. When you unfollow them, they don't. And I have unfollowed so many people that I probably would enjoy in real life. 
but online, I hate you because and look, it's not just it's not you, but it's right. just like I just want less political minutia on my feet, and so I've started to unfollow really politically people who are just screaming memes back at one another. And uh, honestly, my my feed is back to tasty videos on how to make Mongolian beef at home, and oh it's my God, it looks so good, and it's awesome. Um, that was one of the things why I kind of said it yesterday too, is I was like, this at its core can mean anything to anyone. There is no political affiliation to this. There right. is no like, hey, I'm. Telling you what to like? No, go find some of your favorite small businesses, whether that's you know a restaurant or whatever it is. Give them a five star rating and help out a business that you support instead of just crapping on everything. Yeah, so, there yeah. you go. Promote there what you go. love. There Stop you tearing down what you there hate. You we go. have shine down tickets. We're gonna end the show giving them to you. We'll take caller twenty five right now. Okay, one eight hundred two four three seven six two five. You're going to shine down July seventeenth, Canton Palace Theater, courtesy of the Sandsbury Show. Aside from that, we are done for not only the day but the week now. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great and safe weekend. See you.